Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. And once again, I'm pleased to have you join us. It's always good to see you. Thank you. And at the time of this recording, it looks like we're around 17,372,397 listens throughout my podcasting career. And now that you're listening, we have one more. So I want to thank you for faithfully listening every week and sharing this with your friends. You know, friends help friends succeed. And that's what friends are for. And it's all designed to help you and your friends turn your vision into reality. And today we're chatting with someone at the top of their category, an elite entrepreneur. We're going to discuss scaling from 1 to 100 with Henry Ma. Now, we're not all in the embroidery business, so what's this interview all about? It's about scaling your business. So let me ask you a question. What's your monthly revenue now? While you think of that answer, check this out. Just the other day, I drove down the residential streets of my neighborhood in the late afternoon, and the sun was going down. There was a chill in the air. And as I drove down the street, I was preparing to make a turn, and I saw two young boys at a table near the street curb, and they were selling lemonade. And I really don't know what else, as I was in the process of making my turn, and I could not stop. And I thought about them. Here they are selling to the public. And obviously, they didn't want to stop even though it was getting late and cold. They are entrepreneurs. They want to succeed in business. And I'll bet you 10 cents that any single person listening to this show, this interview right now, I'll bet you that you could help them rocket their revenue. How much did they make for the day? I don't know. What if they made only $1? Do you think that you could have helped them make more? I'll bet you could help them to learn how to make a hundred times that by the end of the month. Don't you think? I'm certain you can, especially as my elite entrepreneur interviews are full of great advice and wisdom that you can use on any business, even a child's lemonade stand. I know you could help them soar, but you're not a lemonade stand expert per se, are you? So it's the same point here with this interview. When you know certain basics, you can help almost literally any kind of business, even if you haven't worked in that industry yourself. Meet Henry Ma. Henry is a business expert who has helped over 3,000 startups. Yeah, that's over 3,000. And he established business owners in over 150 countries grow their decorated apparel businesses in his role as CEO of the embroidery machine manufacturer, Ricoma. He's an expert on topics such as hiring, content marketing, audience building, community management, and more. In fact, I'll bet he could help those kids make thousands a month. That says it all. Let's get into it. Hi, Henry. Welcome to the Tony Dierso Show. Thank you so much for having me on, Tony. And that was a great intro. Thank you so much for that. Looking forward to you know giving some insight to your audience and helping them grow their businesses. We definitely would love that. We want to learn all about scaling from 1 to 100 with you. And we have a lot of questions. And just before we get into that, Henry, can you please fill us in with your backstory and tell us how did it all start for you? Sure. Um, So I had a uh, kind of a different, completely different background and not within this industry. Started out in uh, in finance. I graduated from from NYU with a degree in finance and and economics and then started uh, my career at Goldman Sachs in, in investment banking. So something completely, you know, uh, different than what I'm doing now. But I think that experience has helped propel me in, into my role today. I've always grown up around uh, sewing machines and embroidery machines, it being a family business. And after kind of uh, my, my stint at, at Goldman, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed the challenge, but it was less fulfilling than I thought in terms of actually growing and scaling a, a, a business and focusing more than just the financial aspect of an entire business. So I wanted to really kind of, um, you know, see where I can add value inside a business to take it from one to a hundred. And uh, it's been a great journey since to kind of, you know, figure out a lot of things along the way, um, but also take some of the uh, lessons I've learned 
through my career at Goldman uh, and being able to apply some of those financial principles, those definitely help me look at uh, the financial health of, of, a, of a business from an from a, uh, you know, ongoing standpoint. So that, def- that de- definitely has helped. And, um, but it's been so much more than that, uh, given my, my current role and just being able to uh, grow in different areas of the business and help different areas of the business grow um, through my career here. And Henry, can you take us through the vision that you saw for starting Recoma? How did you start that? Why did you start that? Sure. Um, the, the vision that we've really had uh, for, for Recoma overall is to um, become the, a, a one-stop shop and uh, have different solutions for apparel decorators to grow their businesses. One saying that we have here internally is, as long as people wear, wear clothes, we're, we're going to be in business. And I don't foresee that going away anytime soon. And so one of our core missions is to really help entrepreneurs that want to get into the business with um, different types of te- uh, technology and, and whether that, that be equipment, software, um, and training and support to get them started in this business and help them scale. And even though we kind of started out with sewing machines and, and, and embroidery machines, it has since branched off to a lot more than that. Uh, we have since um, added on different printers, uh, such as directed garment printing, such as a white toner transfer printing with heat presses, all these different solutions and, and equipment all under one roof to be able to kind of help our customers fulfill all sorts of needs. Because one might get started with embroidery, um, but, uh, but uh, might want to expand into something else that's still related to apparel decoration. So uh, the vision has always been to become kind of the one-stop shop to be able to provide all these different solutions within apparel decoration and just customization overall uh, to small business owners and, and enterprises. I see. Henry, from the standpoint of a startup, from a solopreneur, someone new in the business, you have exceeded normal expectations. You're up there in the stratosphere, and yet you keep doing it. You keep pushing on this. What's the purpose? What's the reason? Why are you doing this? Sure. So I really think that um, as an entrepreneur and anyone in, in business, you really have to enjoy the process. And I think that kind of goes back to, I guess, the, the epiphany that I had or, the, or that moment when I was starting out my career in finance. Um, you know, I, even though it was, it was a great start to the career, learned a, learned a ton of things and worked with a bunch of very smart people that are at the top of, you know, their, their industry. Um, it just wasn't fulfilling enough to, uh, to, uh, to me that to kind of wanting to build a business and to scale a business. And I feel that doing it with a group of people that are like-minded, that have a similar vision, a similar goal, and to be able to bring together a lot of people to, uh, to head towards that common goal is a very fulfilling process. And being able to do that as your business scales, it just um, seeing the success of, of, of uh, our team and how much they've grown, um, that has been very rewarding to, rewarding to me. And that I think the different challenges every day as you kind of conquer each one um, has, you know, you, you just really have to enjoy that process. And I think just looking back to all these years, my, uh, what has motivated me to keep on going and to keep on, you know, being, uh, being in this industry and do what I do, I think it's, it's the enjoyment of the process. I truly find uh, uh, happiness and fulfillment uh, through conquering issues and challenges and, um, and meanwhile, being able to do it with a group of people that share the same, same, same ideals and same vision. Your strong purpose really shows in the amazing success of your company. And for our audience, we are talking with Henry Ma about scaling from 1 to 100. And you can find him at ricoma.com. You have to say it like an Italian, ricoma. It's R-I-C-O-M-A.com. Henry, let's get into your vision path. Let's further understand this. You know, we are all entrepreneurs at heart. I've talked about the two young uh, boys out there selling lemonade. They're going to go to schools. At some point, they may go to college, they may get a job. But I think somewhere along the line, that entrepreneurship calls them. Why? Because, well, we're in tough times these days. There's a lot going on. And I believe we need to have multiple streams of revenue. And there's many ways to do that. And I'd like to have you jump in. You've helped so many people start up. Let's talk about how to get multiple streams of revenue. First and foremost, I think the the core principle in being able to you know, generate multiple streams of revenue uh, in your business is to really be in tune with your market and listen to your customers. Because 
they're going to be the ones that are probably going to spark an idea or a different different stream of revenue that you might not have thought of. You know, we're we're very big on building a community here. You know, we have thousands of tens of thousands of of customers, and we are able to kind of gather them into 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 a community, whether that be our Facebook groups, um, uh, um, different forums. And they, they share ideas, they share what, what, what they're doing, and we closely monitor and kind of um, have our finger on the pulse of what's happening in, in the market. And I think everyone, every entrepreneur should, uh, should learn how to do that and be in tune with their audience and their market because many times great ideas get spawned from just listening to, to, to your customers. Um, you know, they, they might give you an idea or a specific use case of a product or a service that you might not um, otherwise think of. And I think, you know, over the years, as we kind of started out with embroidery being our bread and butter um, and, and, why we, and why and how we expanded into all these other apparel decoration methods is probably through listening to our customers because, you know, when, when they are, um, are, are acquainted with our product, with our brand, they, they know embroidery. And then now they, they ask you, hey, do you also sell, sell printers to help me, you know, print on, on T-shirts? Well, the, you know, we, at first, that's not something that, that we sold. And so we want to make sure that after enough requests, we now realize the pattern that that's probably something that we want to get into. And, and therefore, you know, we, we start to sell um, direct-to-garment printers and so, and so on and so forth. This is the Tony D'Arso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about scaling from 1 to 100 with Henry Ma. But first... It's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. If you're a podcaster, marketing guy like me, you know how hard it is to be sure your next big idea will be a hit. In fact, sadly, 85% of new products fail. And a huge reason for all that failure is that it's just too hard to validate product and market fit with consumers. If you ever produced a product, any product, listen to this. And if you ever wanted to produce a product, even a concept of a product, listen to this. I can vouch for its accuracy. Old style market research is too slow, too complicated, and too expensive for fast moving teams trying to build something great. But what if you could test out your product ideas with target consumers whenever you want? before you put all the time and money into development. That's what startups and Fortune 500 companies do with Feedback Loop. That's Feedback Loop. Get quality feedback from their target customers early and often. Feedback Loop is the test-before-you-invest product research platform. It's got expert templates for concept testing, user discovery, prioritizing features on your roadmap, and a lot more. You can create your own test in minutes and get back quality insights from your target consumers in hours, not days. And if you go to https colon slash slash go.feedbackloop.com slash Tony, you'll get three full tests for free. How cool is that? I started the process to research my own next product. I'm grateful to have the available teams to do my tests. So if you want your next product or feature to be a hit, Test before you invest, build based on data, not opinion, and launch with confidence with Feedback Loop. And I'll spell that. That's F-E-E-D-B-A-C-K-L-O-O-P. And the full URL is go, that's G-O dot F-E-E-D-B-A-C-K-L-O-O-P dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Go dot Feedback Loop dot com slash Tony. Check it out and tell me how you like it. Go.feedbackloop.com slash Tony. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Scaling from 1 to 100 with Henry Ma. And check out my Elite Entrepreneur interviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can find everything back to day one at TonyDurso.com slash podcast. And now back to the chat with Henry. 
I think the product development and the needs are being served uh, when you listen to your customers closely and the, you build a community uh, uh, and a following so that you'll really have a, a finger on the pulse of the market. Um, and that community is going to be very tight knit in terms of uh, it being very sticky. And not only, you know, they don't necessarily all have to transact with you um, all at the same time or, 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 or at all, but you gain a lot of value from uh, like-minded, being around like-minded people and your customers being around like-minded people. And you building that community, you become the glue of, of what holds everyone together, right? As the, as the creator of that, of that community. And um, that, eventually that's going to come back in terms of different revenue streams. People are eventually going to go into transact with you. They're going to be get, able to give you different ideas. And that's going to turn into different um, revenue streams that can kind of mitigate the risk of, of just having one revenue stream. We, we also realized that when we only focus on embroidery and we thought, we thought uh, you know, that, that wasn't going to be as scalable. Um, it's only going to, it's going to reach a plateau at, at some point. And to expand further beyond that, we need to branch out as well. You've done that so successfully with Facebook groups and so much. Can you give us any tips? Let's kind of take it down a little bit, break it down. Mm -hmm. Can we get any tips on building our business? You've already talked a, a lot. What perhaps, what do we work on first? Is it, is it just making a certain monetary level of our business and then adding another piece and adding another piece? How did you approach this? I know we don't always have a plan when we approach something. We just want to survive. We just yeah. want to make some money. We want to pay our bills. Right. But we learn from people like you because once you've been through it, you can advise and say, well, this is what would be the best course of action. Sure. So I think first and foremost, you, you have to make that uh, first sale, that first, that first dollar, right? That's kind of what you mentioned, Tony, about being able to, to survive. That has, you have to get your first customer. Um, and I think, again, a lot of times when you have that revenue and you're, and you're already scaling, um, some of the problems are going to, to uh, be present. They're, they're going to surface. And naturally, as, a, as an entrepreneur, you're going to, find, you, you, you're going to see those problems and, and therefore um, uh, find solutions for those problems. Um, one, one example that I, I would give, um, you know, as, we, as we scaled our business in, in, in the beginning and we, get, we got a lot more customers, um, we were so focused on gener generating revenue that we didn't think about, oh, how are we going to support all of these customers in terms of tech support and, and, and the after-sales service, right? We always knew that, you know, that's something uh, that's important, but because we were pushing so hard on revenue, um, then the problems started to surface about, okay, there's, you just have a lot lar larger of a customer base, and therefore you need to be able to support that customer base with the, you know, right training and the right processes in place to make sure that they can have someone to call or someone to email and, and answer their questions. So, and, and the infrastructure needs to be built at, at that point. Um, now, you know, having gone through it and I can now look back and, and, and say like, you know, we should have known that uh, sooner rather than kind of have the problem be presented when, when we're already at a certain point and, and therefore it's a little bit harder to kind of fix that issue. Um, but, you know, that's an experience that I had to go through and therefore learn. And now no, knowing that and having gone through that in the past, now, as we scale further, we're looking at multiple areas of the business, whether that be, you know, increasing our, our, our sales, um, uh, obviously, but also increasing our, our support at the same time. So you don't run into this bottleneck where like sales is great, but then support can't keep up or, or, or vice versa. You have so much support, but, you know, that, that overhead can't be kept up because you don't have enough sales. So as, uh, um, as I go through this experience, uh, one big lesson, I think, that a lot of people can, can um, learn from is looking at different areas of business and don't, don't overlook um, different areas that might seem not, not so obvious at first, um, but you know, maybe you, you just have to go through it and, and, and learn from the mistake. But um, uh, hopefully this experience can help someone um, be able to avoid that and look at different areas of the, of the business at the same time without just focusing on, on, on sales. But I think sales, first and foremost, you have to get that in order for the rest of your business to operate. Henry, this is very interesting. As you're going through this, did you have a coach, a mentor? Did you have a mastermind? Did you have regular meetings with, you know, the, the top people at your company or the, the people in all the various different categories and sectors of your company? Yeah. Kind of take us through that, like, as how this grows. Because once we start making a couple dollars and we could pay some bills, how do we know that there's another level? And how do we find that? And how do we get into it? Yeah. I think the, the most natural way that you'll know that there's another level is that 
um, you find yourself just like so so busy throughout the day that you um, you're like I'm I'm doing like a hundred different things, but it all seems very very jumbled. That's kind of the the, the realization that, that 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 I had that I probably needed other help to scale the business. When you're at a point in your business where you're at a certain scale, you uh, it's all about the people. Um, you have to find the right people in order to grow the business further. It's less about the processes and 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 everything else. I mean, process and structure is important, but then again, they're they're created and implemented and executed by by people. So if you have the right people in place, everything else, kind of product, service, you know, sales, and and all of those things will fall into place. And I think, you know, you're you're right on point there in terms of you know bouncing ideas off of other people, especially other leaders within the organization. Um, that I might not be an expert in particular um, areas, but they they might be, and th- and that's kind of where um, the the leadership of an entrepreneur comes in. You have to you have to have the skill set to be able to find the right people and put them in the in the right place and do the right things, right? So that uh, their skill set is a is a match for either what you're lacking or what you're not an expert on, and be able to kind of surround yourself with smart people um, that can that can grow the company along with you. Very interesting on how that grows and how you then rely on more people and rely on more people to grow and expand into areas that you haven't known, but now you have taken on someone who knows that area well enough to to jump into it. For example, Facebook groups. You mentioned that obviously you have somebody that's doing social media and it's not necessarily something that you may or may not be an expert, but you bring on someone who can now grow that. And I really like how, how you've structured and how you've grown in building the business. And I really like how you've talked about, it's not just processes. And we've, I've had some interviews on this where it's all about the system and the process and, you know, the, the electronics, the interface, the programming, whatever that makes the business happen. But there's people behind it and you get the right people to use their expertise. It can now grow in that area. It's not just an application by itself. I mean, you know, silly case in point, let's take a look at Amazon. It's not just AI and there's people behind it building it. And that's the one thing that we forget about sometimes is that there's real people behind this. So definitely, I really like that point. Yes. Yeah, because and, you know, the, the, the processes, you know, just, just one other point on this, you know, the, yeah, all the processes and product and everything else is, is built by people. So I think, yes, uh, do, I, do I think process and structure is important? Yes, of course. And I think um, there needs to be SOPs in place and all of that stuff. But um, what good is that without people to actually implement and, and execute it, right? You have to have the right people that can follow the processes. And then um, that's going to help your, your, your business go, go a, lot, uh, um, a, a, a lot farther, right? So I think the people, especially at a certain scale, it's, it, I think it's like 90% about the people. Part of that also goes into marketing our business, you know, people, the processes, but we'd love to, if you have any marketing tips or any do's or don'ts or anything you've learned along the way that you'd love to share with our audience. I have some other questions, but I don't want to miss the importance of marketing and growing the business because I, th- I think it's very key in scaling. Sure. Yeah, of course. And I think a turning point, if I look back, uh, you know, five, six, seven years ago, um, the, a turning point in our business has really been because of, of, of marketing. Um, you know, when I when I first joined, it was we we didn't have a, a a marketing team, and we were just maybe you know outsourcing some Google ads to to an agency, betting a couple of hundred dollars a month. You know, you know, still getting some some good good um, good traffic and 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 making some sales that way. But it wasn't it wasn't very scalable. We didn't really invest time into uh, social media or content creation or marketing in 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 general. Marketing um, six seven years ago for for us was, okay, uh, if our VP of operations, you know, has some spare time, he would make a social media post. Like that was, that was our concept of, of marketing uh, back, uh, back, back then. It was more of a kind of an, an afterthought, more, than, more so than a core part of our business. But once we realized that, okay, in order to, for this to scale, we can't just rely on word of mouth and uh, everything else that we've been doing. We really need to scale marketing as a whole. Then you start to to build processes, and you need to think of uh, think of okay, what areas of marketing um, you actually need to need to focus on. And that's when we actually built uh, an an in house marketing team. We also struggled with the dilemma of whether we want to do kind of an agency model where we kind of hire an agency and they have all the resources, um, or hire you know internally. 
And um, what I realized was like, if, even if we go with an outside agency, you still need some people internally to, to coordinate. So it's like, if we're going to do that anyways, we might as well just hire, hire the right people internally and kind of, you know, build from the ground up. It, it's going to take longer because you're building something from scratch rather than an agency that can just slot, slot right in. But I think that move, um, uh, it happened to, to work out great for us because now we had, you know, more control over kind of the type of marketing that we want to do and the type of content we want, we want to create, what different areas of marketing we want to focus on rather than kind of, and, and faster turnaround time too, versus an agency that might be, you know, having a hundred different clients that they need to report to and therefore might not, might not have your things pri- prioritized. This is the Tony D'Arso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about scaling from one to 100 with Henry Ma. But first, It's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. You know finishing a project can be more difficult than starting it. The allure of a shiny new idea is exciting, but the reality of checking off deliverables can take much longer than you anticipated in the beginning. You might need some extra help actually getting that project completed. Unless you can literally do everything yourself, but while you can try, it's so much better to let experts do what they do best so that you can stay on top of your business, right? Fiverr Business puts a world of expert freelancers at your fingertips so you can get that project across the finish line and be proud of the work. Plus, you'll get everything you need to seamlessly integrate your new team members into your workflow. That's Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. There's two R's in there. You know, I first started my podcast radio career about six years ago. The first show was called Revenue Chat Radio. I didn't have any knowledge or experience in creating decent banners or any digital graphics. Someone told me about Fiverr, and it was and is to this day a tremendous lifesaver. I use Fiverr exclusively for anything and everything I need. I make banners of all sizes. I get web page designs. My videos get edited. Book covers are made, animations are made, and a bunch more, all on Fiverr. I recommend them. Join up and you'll see me listed as a VID, a very important doer. You know, I've tried other sites and none compared to the way Fiverr is structured and how easy it works. Using it exclusively for six years should tell you something. Fiverr Business is a modern workplace for the digital world. No more scattered feedback, collaborate with your team, manage projects, and share freelancers all in one workspace. Fiverr Business's team matches you with the best talent for every project. Now your team really can do it all. And it simplifies working with multiple freelancers. You set budgets and manage projects with ease. So let's do it. Find the freelancers you need to give your next project just the boost it needs to finish strong. Right now you can sign up for Fiverr Business absolutely free for the first year. Get one free year and save 10% on your purchase on Fiverr Business with promo code T-O-N-Y. Just go to fiverr.com slash business and don't forget promo code T-O-N-Y. Remember that one. And that's F-I-V-E-R-R dot com slash business code Tony. Try it today and tell us how you like it. Fiverr.com slash business code Tony. Entrepreneurs around the world know that agility and flexibility are integral to building businesses that scale, and that's across all your core functions. I recently came across a company that thinks about payments through a radical new lens. Checkout.com. I like that they help you unlock more revenue with their connected payment services. Now there's connected and then there's super connected technology, and that's what Checkout uses. They have world-class fraud filters. They make payments seamless, and that's a great thing. Did you know that merchants lose over $20 billion due to false declines? Wouldn't you love to capture more of that? And before I go on, did you know that 65% of merchants surveyed do not receive detailed raw response codes on failed payments? That's a huge percentage. I've been reading their free report, and I am astounded at the money lost. In a survey of 5,071 consumers across four countries, 52.1% were put off permanently from shopping on a site 
because of the complexity of the payment process. Can you believe that? Ouch. Could this be why you're not getting as many sales as you think you should? Are you leaving money on the table? You know, just having an online checkout and taking credit card payments is actually the beginning of the story. Checkout.com is the leading cloud-based global payment solutions provider for brands across the globe, like Pizza Hut, Wise, Klarna, Revolut, and Samsung. And you can learn how to optimize your authorization rates with Checkout's free guide to better payments performance. This guide is full of expert advice and merchant insights to fast-track your path to unrivaled payments performance. So let's do it. Request a free no-commitment demo at checkout.com slash D-U-R-S-O. That's checkout.com slash D-U-R-S-O for a free demo. Checkout.com slash D-U-R-S-O. That's C-H-E-C-K-O-U-T dot com slash D-U-R-S-O. All right? Check it out and tell me how you like it. Checkout.com slash D-U-R-S-O. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Scaling from 1 to 100 with Henry Ma. Hey, podcasters, let's get you more engagement on your episodes with thousands of visitors interested in your content. Would that be cool? Check out Tony. D-U-R-S-O dot com slash clicks and see how we can help you. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O dot com slash clicks, C-L-I-C-K-S. And now back to the chat with Henry. That being said, overall, I think one key area of marketing, just kind of very broadly, that we always focus on is is branding. And I think branding comes down to customer experience. Uh, You know, I always tell uh, our team here, uh, in terms of customer experience, it's not just marketing that you need to uh, focus on. Marketing is probably the first point of contact that any prospect will have with your brand. Whether they see an advertisement, they see a piece of content, whatever the case is, maybe they see a social media post, that's their first level of interaction. But then customer experience and branding um, also comes into play when they speak with a sales rep, when they deal with customer support, when they have a problem that, that, that you need to solve, uh, when they're going through training. All of those things, you know, how, how fast you can ship your item, like all of those things are different touch points in the customer journey that we want to make sure that we focus on each of those in our branding process. So that, you know, everyone, I think, in the, in the company is involved in marketing at some level, um, you know, maybe not in the, tra- in the traditional sense of the word, but they all contribute to the overall customer experience. And I believe that customer experience is the number one thing that contributes to your brand. Because a brand, quote unquote, is is intangible. Like, wh- wh- what does that mean, right? A brand is really uh, the accumulation of the uh, experience that a customer has with your company, and and you need to look at what are all those touch points uh, are are based off of, and try to you know kind of solve the pain points in each of those touch points. And if you do that well, then that's how your brand builds over time. I really like how you brought up that everyone in the company is involved in marketing, whether they think so or not. And they're all involved in customer and customer service. It's a very connected. You've got a very tight, cohesive group there. And as part of that, with the marketing, the branding, as you mentioned earlier, you broke out into new markets. There's creative markets. So how do we break into creative markets? How do we go beyond where we are? There, there's people, I've seen people, they're stuck at a certain income level. I used to be that way too. There's ways to break into another market to add on and add on. Would love to hear any examples or options or any ideas you may have on how we can expand. Yeah. Are you talking about like in, in, in particular for, for the show or are you talking about like any stories that we've had to expand outside? If you have any stories of how you've expanded, like it's a creative market, something you don't even necessarily know it's there. And you mentioned just a little bit about this at the beginning is like, Oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do that. But you need people that are experts that help you, whether it's coaches or mentors or or people in the group. And then you start putting that plan together to go after another market that will expand. It could be an adjunct. It could be something that that adds to your business. But you've, you've grown so well. So it's like, you know, and there's people, I believe, that are pegged 
and not quite, let's not use the word stuck at a, a certain income level or range. And they're always looking to how can they break out of that? And would love any tips you have on how to break into new markets. Yeah, I think I think I I, I kind of maybe mentioned a little bit about this before uh, in terms of really listening to your market, right? L- listening to your customers because that's going to be kind of the source of um, of inspiration and ideas that you might otherwise you know you, you, that you might not be able to think of. But um, many people I think might be might be pegged at a certain certain level because they're not really doing that. Maybe they. Are so entrenched in the in the day to day of kind of just running the running the business and maybe being stuck in the in the operation thing, um, side of things that they're not kind of taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture because then you know you, you can only grow grow so far if you're only kind of uh, focusing on one specific area in the business and you're just kind of stuck in in the in, in the day to day because then uh, you're not kind of taking a look at the at the at the bigger picture and therefore thinking of other. Um, opportunities that that might be out there, and once you do that, you set out a goal for a broader opportunity. And I, I always kind of think about how we can ex- expand the pie, right? That's always something that I've thought about over you know uh, my entire career. How do you expand the pie? Because I'm not satisfied with just kind of a slice of the pie, right? Um, but you know, it's one thing to take more market share in, within the pie, but it's also okay. How can we make the entire pie bigger? Because then, you know, our potential within, you know, our slice within that pie is going to grow along with that. So how do I expand the, the, the um, I guess, the total addressable market that, that I have, right? To put it into, I guess, technical terms, your, your, your total addressable market. And so that's really looking at different product lines, listening to the needs of your, of your customers, um, and finding different use cases. Um, I mean, I think one thing, one, one example that I, that I would give, you know, not just expanding to other product lines, but expanding into other industries that might be a good fit for your product that you that might not be kind of the you know the first one that comes to mind and one example of that is um you know we we tailor to businesses that want to start in the apparel apparel decoration industry maybe fulfilling some orders for local restaurants local schools but then we 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 realized that um by listening to our customers and by speaking with with different people there's actually a need um for schools to have our products as well because um, if you, you know, some, some might, some might, uh, might know this, uh, different high schools and, and maybe, um, colleges have these different programs that will teach kids on how to run a design software or how to print your own t-shirt. And they kind of teach them that craft and they need the, the solution that the equipment and the software to be able to, to, to make those uh, things happen. They, 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 you know, to make those classes happen and different, different, um, art schools or, or design schools have these programs in place, that wasn't, you know, the first thing that came to mind. But after being in the industry and interacting with uh, people in the industry, customers have, t- have told us that it's like, oh, my, you know, um, my, my son's school is actually has this program where now I'm, I'm getting him started in the apparel decoration industry early, right? And so you start hearing these things and you look at opportunities where how can we get into that school and provide, you know, our equipment in front of those kids. And then eventually when they kind of get into the business, and grow up and scale and run and maybe start their own business. Um, Ricoma is on top of mind as the equipment that they used that they kind of got their got their feet wet, um, you know, and and in the door in this in this industry. So that was kind of an eye opening experience for us, and that has helped us scale into this avenue that might not otherwise be possible had we not listened to our customers and kind of you know be, really have a finger on the pulse of what's happening in the market. I don't think there's any right answer to what I'm about to make a comment on, but I would love your point of view. You, you talked about you're successful, you're running, you're, you're making some money and you look and you're doing a hundred different things or a thousand different things all throughout the day. And a, generally uh, a business owner will go, great, I'm doing, you know, 30% of my time is doing this, this, this. So maybe, and I've, I've got the money, I, we're, we're making the income, I could hire someone to take care of that to take care of this that's taking so much of my time. But on the other hand, my customers, my clients are saying, you know, based on feedback, they would really love something that we haven't expanded into. So sometimes you have choices and it's a matter of affording in a way and being able to to pay for it. It's like, do you remove yourself from being stuck in your business so much and, and take that 20, 30% load off yourself so you could develop and go into a new market or continue just, you know, treading water and juggling the balls 
and bring on someone to, to create the new market. There's probably no right way, but I was just kind of like to focus on that and, and get your point of view on it. Sure. Um, I, think, I think that it's important to, de- uh, to delegate some of the kind of day-to-day things, right? Because as, a, as an entrepreneur, I think you should have a good idea of where the, where the, like the, the path that the company should, should, should be on, right? So in terms of those uh, big picture items, like which market we should expand into, what vertical we should, we should tackle, you know, what new product line we should, we should develop, those are decisions that need to be made you know, from, from, from the top. I think you, you have to have a good sense of which, which direction you want to take the company in. And so in order to do that, you have to spend energy and time in doing that, you know, understanding the market, doing, doing research, and thinking about you know, where you want to take the company. And in order to do that, you need to free up time for all these other stuff. And that means you know, be on the phone with, with customers, doing, doing support. I mean, I've done all of that in, 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 the, in the beginning, um, but at some point, you need to step away from that because then you're just kind of being stuck in the day-to-day. Um, and, you know, no one is going to know your business better than, better than you do. And so um, you kind of have to delegate some of those day-to-day things and focus on, okay, where do we want the business to go? What's, the, what's, the, what's that direction that, that, that you want to take? And that decision has to come from, 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 from you. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's less effective coming from someone else that might not be as involved in the business from the beginning. And so don't have the kind of the, the idea or the, or the vision to um, take, the, take that next step. But what, the, what they can be very good at is being able to alleviate a lot of these, you know, 20, 30% of your time in, in the day-to-day stuff to take care of your customers, to, you know, to make sales. And so I think those things um, are, are what you should be delegating and the, and the things that of the general direction and the broader vision of the company really needs to come from, from the top. Just earlier, you talked about branding. You brought that up. A great point. I wanted to comment on it at the time. Let's take a look at this. There's so much on branding, uh, and you've got such a great brand. We would just love to learn any tips or advice you can give us on branding. You know, branding is, is, is important, and I think we've, we really resonated with, with our customers when, uh, when a customer actually uh, t- told me, he, he, he messaged me on, on, on Facebook. It's a longtime customer of ours. And um, we recently built a, a, uh, our, our headquarters right next to the, to the Turnpike, which is a major, major, major highway here, here in Florida. And um, you can, it's, it's very, very visible right off the Turnpike. You see, you see the building. It's, it's um, you know, you, you can't miss it. And um, what, the, the point where I realized that our branding is working is when the building was being constructed and there was, you know, it's probably about maybe, you know, 50 to 60% done. And there was no logo on the, on the, on the building because it, it, we weren't there yet. That, that was the last step. Um, but the building was, was already painted. Um, and it was, it was painted orange and gray, uh, which is, which is our, our company colors. And um, one of our longtime customers was driving uh, d- down the turnpike and he messaged me on Facebook saying like, Hey, are, are you guys building a new building off the turnpike? And I said, yeah, how, how did you know that? He's like, yeah, I looked at, I, I was driving and I saw orange and gray. I was like, that has to be your, 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 your building. And, and, and so that just, you know, that just told me that, you know, our branding uh, throughout all these years have worked because, you know, people, res- people knew that that orange and gray was Recoma colors. And that just really kind of, you know, shows how sticky the brand is in customers' minds. Um, but back to your question, I mean, I kind of wanted to share that story, but, you know, back to your question of how we got to that point, how we got to the point where that customer realized, you know, that that was our building. Um, I think it's, it's accumulation of a lot of different small things and, and there's no kind of uh, cookie cutter answer or just a, a magic bullet of like, this is what you need to do in order to, to, to build your brand. I think it's really a, the accumulation of so many small things throughout the, the, the entire history of, of the company. And that goes to that. Go, that goes back to kind of every individual in the company being being uh, a, a contributor to the overall brand because it's all about the customer experience. This is the Tony D'Arso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about scaling from one to one hundred with Henry Ma. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Hey guys, even though you're far from ordinary, the truth is that ED is really common. In fact, 52% of guys aged 
40 to 70, experience some form of ED. Go to GetRoman.com slash D-U-R-S-O now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about ED and get $15 off your first month of treatment. And you know, ED is more common than most people think. And Get Roman is confidence personified. It's the self-assurance that comes from knowing you're prepared for the moment. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. And getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash D-U-R-S-O and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash D-U-R-S-O today and if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. Roman ready. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N dot com slash D-U-R-S-O. Check it out today. GetRoman.com slash D-U-R-S-O. Vidyard is an easy-to-use yet powerful video solution that makes it simple to create videos, host them ad-free, share them with others, and track their performance. Whether you're recording a video for one person or sharing it with the world on your website, it's easy to manage your video content. Our solution is built for business with robust analytics, integrations with top enterprise tools, and customization options that answer businesses' unique needs. And Vidyard is sharing a free guide to help everyone master video. The complete guide to video production will help you produce incredible videos in-house and on a budget. Now we know email isn't dead, but it sure is boring. Use Vidyard to record and send videos to connect with prospects, convert opportunities, and close deals. Put a face to your name with video. Record your face, your screen, or both for prospecting videos, follow-ups, product demos, and more. You can upload or create videos and embed them into email campaigns, landing pages, and blog posts to generate and engage more sales-ready leads. And you can use interactive video elements and video personalization to boost viewer engagement, accelerate the buyer journey, and convert viewers into pipeline. Record your screen, webcam, or both from product demos to customer testimonials to live stream Q&As Anyone can create their own videos in just a few clicks. Use video analytics to measure how each video impacts revenue and how they perform across your website, email marketing, prospecting campaigns, and more, all from one central dashboard. So let's do it. Sign up for Vidyard free today by going to vidyard.com slash Tony. And just like you guys, the team at Vidyard can't keep up with all these promo codes on podcasts so they're making signing up as easy as possible, so no promo code needed. Just go to vidyard.com slash Tony to start using Vidyard completely free. And as a bonus, get their state of virtual selling report. And remember, Vidyard is sharing a free guide to help everyone master video. The complete guide to video production will help you produce incredible videos in-house and on a budget. And I'll spell that V-I-D-Y-A-R-D dot com slash t-o-n-y all right check it out today and tell me how you like it vidyard.com slash tony you're listening to the tony dierso show with special vip guests now back to tony and his guest all right we're back on the tony dierso show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path Today's show is Scaling from 1 to 100 with Henry Ma. And check out my Elite Entrepreneur interviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can find everything back to day one at tonydurso.com slash podcast. And now back to the chat with Henry. And so you really need to you know, focus on you know, one area um, at a time, but making sure that 
your customer's overall interaction uh, with, with your company, with your brand at any given moment is a positive one. And that little bit, it's almost like, you know, bu building a house. That's just like every positive interaction is going to be like a, like another brick that, that you're laying. And if you lay enough bricks in the shape of a house, eventually it's going to, it's going to come to fruition. And that's when, uh, you know, then that, that, that's when that, that brand resonates in the customer's mind. There's a, there's a reason why, um, companies like Apple doesn't even have, doesn't, they don't even have to say Apple. They, if, you know, that's probably one of the only uh, brands that I know that don't have their brand name spelled out as part of their logo because they, they don't, they don't need to do that. They've built such a strong brand. It's probably the most valuable, valuable brand in the world that you don't need to have the word spelled out for people to realize, oh, it's a, it's an Apple with a bite on it, right? Like that's, that's just how powerful branding can be, but that's not because, um, you know, that, that, that's because they built a great product. They have great service. Um, it's all these little things that have, they've accumulated over 20, 30, 40 years um, that has gotten them to, to this point. And I think really it's just people have to realize branding is not overnight and it's really in it for the long game. Um, and, you, and I can never tell you, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, you're, you're going to have a successful brand. It's so much more than that. And people have to realize people have to be okay uh, and patient with all these little things that accumulate into the overall uh, branding of your of your business and how um, the customer experience is when they interact with your brand. So um, that's kind of what I would say, you know, as the some tips and maybe anecdotes of what what I've learned over the years. I happen to have just been looking at the Apple story, the Apple brand uh, last night, and it's very clear and apparent they've had many different logos, but they all have had an Apple. Throughout time, no matter what was going on at the time or what they were pushing, there was always that logo, different colors, different styles, but it was always there, very recognizable. So even though they improved their brand, it still was extremely recognizable. Very, very good points on that for everyone. For you that are working on your brand, something you may, you may change your colors. You, you could take a look at that, see what Apple has done on that. But that branding is strong. And for you, someone to think that that was your building because it was your colors. That's powerful. One other thing we mentioned earlier, we talked about social media. We talked about your, you've got a Facebook group. It's growing strong. Anything you can share with us on the importance and the creation, the growth of social media and social media content? Sure. So I think one tip I would give a lot of people for social media is you know, I think uh, many entrepreneurs starting out, they, they, they get very intimidated by social media, especially if you're just starting your, your, your business, you have so much other things um, that you need to do that probably social media is probably the, one of the last things on your mind. Um, however, I would say I would encourage all, um, all business owners to really look at social media as a powerful tool that can propel your, your business to the, to the next level. And really, it's not that hard to get started. Um, you know, everyone owns a cell phone nowadays, a smartphone. And you can literally just, you know, take pictures of, uh, of, of what you do and share that on social media, take, take pictures of your product, your process. And, and really, you know, you can also think of it as just a process to document what, what you do. So, so you can look back on it in, in the future. It can also be just a, a way of, of, of documentation. But in that, in that process of documentation, you're actually sharing, you know, what your company does and what services and products you're able to offer. And that gives kind of that starts to build the brand and the interaction of prospects and customers with your company. One other thing I would say about social media is to always be consistent. It's um, again, it's it's not um, hard to get started, but it's pretty difficult to stay consistent. So I would encourage anyone that if you're going to start in social media and start posting content, to dedicate yourself to a cadence. Because, you know, the last thing you want to do is post one thing one day and then the next post is three months later. Like that does no good to your business or, you know, your customers might feel that, you know, are you really a business that's, that's in business or are you out of business, right? You don't, if you don't, if people aren't hearing from you for a long time, uh, they might think that you've gone out of business. So people have, customers have gotten used to a, a cadence and, and what to expect from, from, a, from a brand, from a business. And so it's important to be consistent on social media. Um, and the last thing that I would say to, you know, uh, one thing that has helped us scale our social media presence and content overall is uh, the repurposing of content. Um, as I mentioned, it's not hard to create content. And if you, if you just can create one or two pieces of content, you can also break up that piece of content and repurpose it for different platforms. And that's just able to 
give you, you know, Instagram stories or, or a post on LinkedIn, uh, a, a, a YouTube short, a YouTube video, uh, a Facebook post, a, 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 a Twitter tweet. I mean, all of those things can be repurposed. And so just focus on the kind of one or two pieces of pillar content that you create at a regular cadence and be able to repurpose that content into something else that's going to help propel your content creation to the next level without being kind of overbearing. Very wise, very good points on that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I hope everyone listens to that and really gets it because you got to get into that routine. When I first started, I had zero downloads. I knew zero elite entrepreneurs. I knew zero people in the industry. I didn't even have any social media. And today it's a different story because you have to just keep building. So I think part of that too, Henry, is once you start doing it, you have to just keep doing it. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Chevrolet, AT&T, McDonald's, we know them because they keep telling us through commercials that they're there, they're there. So they keep promoting. Otherwise, we would think they just disappear, and which is what's happened to many big brand names from years ago. They don't tell us that they're here anymore. They're probably not here. They're gone. So that's part of it also is letting people know that you're still there as well as getting your content out. Just one more thing, really important. We always like to know if you have any great resources, and this has been all about helping entrepreneurs through the tremendous growth you've had. And is there anything that you would like to share with our audience entrepreneurs? I would really recommend reading the book uh, Tribal Leadership by Dave Logan, um, because that has been a book that has helped me um, you know, throughout my career. And that is really kind of, it goes back to what I mentioned, that at a certain scale, it's all about the people. Uh, and being able to uh, bring on the right people, re- retain, retain the right people, and th- that's going to help scale your business even further. And tribal, le- tribal leadership really breaks down the kind of, I guess, psychology of quote-unquote tribes in, in, a, in an organization and some of the ways to build a strong culture and uh, build a strong tribe w- within your company so that you are you know, ha- having a lot of A players and you know, the B and C players, they kind of naturally either... Um, you know, fall out of the tribe or they kind of, you know, elevate themselves into, into the A tribe. So um, it really talks about how to kind of navigate that, how to spot those different types of uh, trends and behaviors and how to, how to address that. So I think at a certain scale, when you're, when you're um, you know, really t- trying to take your business from one to a hundred, when you're at that a hundred level, you're, it's really all about the people. And, and at the top, you're really spending most of your time on talent. Um, and that's kind of what I found myself doing and, and what, what I've seen other people do as well. And that book has been one of the great resources that I would recommend people to read. It's really eye-opening once you read it and you realize, oh, wow, that's, it's always been ha- happening in your organization. Um, but it really kind of puts it into a very kind of cohesive and structured way. And it helps you look at it from a brand new perspective. Once again, we talked about scaling from 1 to 100 and more with Henry Ma at ricoma.com or ricoma, R-I-C-O-M-A.com. Check it out and see what he's done. It's absolutely amazing. Henry, you've regaled us with a lot of wisdom and guidance. Hard won. You've worked in the trenches. You've built up a big business and you've shared gems and pearls with us. I thank you so much. It's been great. Thank you so much, Tony, for having me on the show. Hopefully I was able to give a lot of value to your audience and uh, you know they can take some of these tips and implement it in their business and find success. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. What a great chat about rocking our business, scaling from one to a hundred or a thousand with Henry Ma. We talked about so many things and in no particular order, we discussed, well, we all want multiple revenue streams, of course. And there's many ways to do that. Scaling, building and marketing our business. We talked about how to break into creative markets to expand. We, we talked about a lot of points on entrepreneurship. We talked about branding and some really good tips there. I love how one of his customers recognized his brand just by colors alone. That's amazing. Some great tips there. We talked about social media content creation and how you have to keep at it and be consistent and so many other great points. What a great interview. Now, please remember supporting the show with a nice review and or comments on the video platforms. And of course, if you want some help or instructions on how to do a review, well, first you can go to Apple Podcasts 
and look up the Tony D'Urso show, but you could also go to Tony D-U-R-S-O.com slash review. And please share this with a few friends to help them too, right? All right. Use this and let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks guys. And remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.